What is up, my beautifully broken friends? I don't think I ever thought that I would introduce myself with Hail to the Chief before it. So, I mean, it'll probably never happen in real life, so why not do it on my podcast, right? I'm not, I don't have any plans to run for the president. But if I did, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure how good I would be. But to those of you who are not from America, that is the song that is always played before our commander-in-chief, our president comes out. It's called Hail to the Chief. And gives me goosebumps a little bit every time. But I am feeling very patriotic these days with uh, our elections. Let me just proclaim to you that I am proud to be an American, and I really believe in our Constitution and the rights that we hold, and I feel blessed that we get to uh, choose the people who are over us, and I don't take it lightly. And uh, I just feel very blessed to be an American and be have the liberties that we have and the freedoms that we have. And I, I don't want to take it for granted because I know that in other places, y'all don't have what we have. So I'm very grateful and always feel um, just some what an honor it is to be able to go to the polls and vote. And I feel like... The title of this podcast kind of says it all where we are in America today, in the United States. And the title is Political Unrest. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, we live in a politically divided world, and not just in the United States. But most of us are somewhat afraid to mention our political leanings for fear of being shamed or losing friends or having some sort of confrontation. I think we all are, no matter which side of the aisle you're on, you you just are kind of not sure that you want to talk politics anymore. Now, for me, if you know me, I have very strong political ideas, but I don't often share them with everyone, and especially not on my platform, because basically, I don't want my message to be about politics. My message to the world is about Jesus. And I don't want people to see my leanings and tune out what I'm trying to say, because they might disagree with my politics. Politics aside, everybody needs Jesus. Am I right? Jesus is the the equalizer, the the one who who will take anyone no matter what they think or believe. And that's what I want to focus on. Just about Jesus. Did you know though that in Jesus's time there was a great political unrest too? Okay, This may be a shocker to you, but Jesus actually fanned the flames of politics with all of his kingdom talks. If he wanted to stay away from pub culture and not ruffle feathers, he would have talked about the Christian world view with words like family or friends or gatherings or anything instead of kingdoms. But he didn't. 
he wanted to reach people right where they were at and then challenge them in their thinking and give them hope for something greater, something that's not of this world. The people were all too familiar with kingdoms. and They lived under Herod's kingdom, but also the Roman kingdom, not to mention the religious kingdom that they were living under, that the, the religious people had them doing all sorts of monotonous things to be right in the sight of God. There were traitors back then. There were spies. There was espionage acts. There were dirty politicians. And there were murderers. <laughs> it kind of sounds a lot like the world we are living in today. The Jewish people were under the thumbs of people that had not their best interest in mind. They were under the thumb of a couple different kingdoms and paying for it with their wallets and their lifestyles and, yeah, even sometimes with their own lives. So you can imagine that when Jesus came on the scene and was giving them another option of politics that the people were quick to listen Give me anything, Jesus, but what we're living under now. Because what we're living under now is so heavy. What a burden, right? We're under Herod, who is under Rome. And then we have all of these religious people telling us what to do. They're taking our taxes. They're they're beating us. They're, you know, we don't have any privacy. We don't have any freedom. They knew what political unrest felt like. So Jesus talking about politics made everyone gather because they wanted a a new political regime. They wanted to get out from under the control of their governments that were over them. However, Jesus's politics were not what they were used to hearing. He was talking about a religious kingdom, but but not just religion. It, it, it wasn't about religion, even though it had some religious overtones. It, it was about a God kingdom and about salvation. They could be saved. And, and then he was talking about bread being the bread of life and waters that you could drink from eternally and never go thirsty again. He talked about knowing peace when war was raging all around them. And then he went head to head with the Jewish religious leaders of that time and said that the temple belonged to God and the people, but it was being used for corruption and gain. (laughs) Even the way that Jesus died by crucifixion was political. The Romans used that form of torture and death for those who bucked against their imperial authority. So when we look at this world and we think, oh my gosh, like I I see people all the time on social media saying, I voted, can I stop hearing about the elections now? Will you stop texting me? I feel the same way. I like, who gave out my number? 
Who gave out my email? Why am I getting all of these things? Because I'm done. I'm over it. I, I don't want to hear about politics anymore. It's crazy to think that at Jesus's time, it was just as political, just as heated, just as unrestful as what we are living through today. Jesus knew all about politics and he participated in them, but Jesus's message was not about being political and his kingdom was not earthly. Listen, can I just tell you, if what we needed was a great politician, then Jesus would have come as the greatest politician ever. But that's not what we needed. We didn't need rescuing from a government. We needed forgiveness of our sins and a way to get to heaven. Jesus came as our Savior. I'm writing this and talking about this before the outcome of our elections here in the United States is over. I don't know who's going to win or who's going to lose, but I do know this. God is in control and you can trust him. Daniel, the book of Daniel in the Bible is, it's such a great book. It has, you know, the short story of Daniel and the lion's den and then um, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, right, in the fiery furnace, and, and it has some end times things in there, but it also has some real political underlining things because the Babylonians came over and they, they took the Hebrews out of the promised land and they put them in cap- captivity. So Daniel and his friends, the Jewish people there, they knew what it was like to live under a regime that they didn't believe in, they didn't agree with, they had completely different morals, but they still lived under it and and prospered through it. Daniel was moved up into the ranks where he was one of the top officials in this government that was so regimented against them. And in Daniel chapter 5, he is reminding the new king about what happened to his grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar, and how Nebuchadnezzar would not bend his knee to God. He just wouldn't do it. And so God caused him to lose his mind and brought him under God's own control. In verse 21, he says, He, meaning Nebuchadnezzar, was driven from human society. He was given the mind of a wild animal, and he lived among the wild donkeys. He ate grass like a cow, and he was drenched with the dew of heaven until he learned that the Most High God rules over the kingdoms of the world and appoints anyone he desires to rule over them. I hope you're seeing what I'm trying to say. No matter how you prayed, no matter how much you want the outcome of your governmental elections to turn out, God is the one who is in control. 
God makes the decisions. He's not going to be surprised by the outcome. If your candidate that you prayed for and voted for, if they didn't win, then I'm going to ask you to pray for the one who did and to trust God that he will lead the way that is in line with his ultimate plan. Maybe God is going to ask us to have to really live out our faith. There are some people in this world who they don't have the religious freedoms that we have. The Bible is is not readily available to them. And I, I think about how we walk around with, and if you don't have version downloaded on your phone, what are you doing? Stop right now, download it. We, we can walk around with the Bible literally in our hands at all times. And sometimes I wonder about us in the United States who have it so easy. Uh, you know, my parents were in ministry. My, my dad spoke around the world, like literally several times. He's been in so many different countries. And he would tell me about the people who were persecuted by their government for just wanting to praise God, just wanting to worship together. How would we hear, as the church in the United States do, if we were to come under persecution? Let's take it even a closer look. How would you and I do? Are we ready? (laughs) Are we ready to really practice our faith? How firm is our walk with Christ? Could we defend our faith to people? Are we sharing our faith with people? What if, what if the act of sharing our faith could possibly mean a jail sentence or even death? Let me remind you that I have stressed this before. Even if the worst thing happens, which if I think if we can all boil down, like what's the worst thing that could happen to me would be death because death is, is a final separation. It's a true separation. You still have nothing to fear. If you are the one to die, congratulations. You like my darling husband have won the battle. And if you are the one who is left here on earth to continue on in in this battle, congratulations, because God is about to show up in your life in amazing ways. It's time for the church to take a stand. It's time for the believers to take a stand. It's time to bring God back into our lives, back into our children's lives, back into our neighborhoods back into our politics. If you don't have a relationship with God, search it out today. It is the most critical search and find and rescue that you could ever do in your life. If you don't have God, listen, he's not afraid of your tough questions. Bring your tough questions. If you, if you had God when you were young and you walked away because you had questions, he's not afraid. Come back and ask those questions again, but make it right in your life today. Okay, 
Here's my final thoughts on all of this. Again, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the outcome of our elections in the, the United States will be. And yet, I do know that it's not going to be a mistake, that it's not going to be a coincidence. God, he's in control. He's the one who appoints people. And even though it seems like we're in control and we have this, don't don't kid yourself. God is the one who ultimately appoints people, demotes people, changes people out. It's all about him and his plan. He's in control and you can trust him with the political outcomes and with your everyday life. Pray every day that God's will be done in your life and then trust him with the outcome. Our beautifully broken lives, they may not be easy. And, and I can attest to this. They're not easy. They're hard. They're filled with hardship. Sometimes life doesn't go the way you want it. But God is faithful in every way, in every facet of our beautifully broken lives. Let me pray for you, friend. God, I pray your will would be done in this country, in this world. God, help us not to get so blinded with what's going on around us that we we lose perspective of the bigger picture. The bigger picture is that you are in control. You are moving the pieces on the chessboard around the way you want it to. And ultimately, ultimately, your will will be done. And that is what we want. We want your will, God. We want your timing. We want what you want. So God, I pray that you would help us to be planted firmly in you. God, help us as believers to know our faith, to share our faith, to be grounded in your word. And and for those out there who don't know you, God, I pray that today they would seek you out and find you. God, we pray all these things in your will and in your name. Amen. Thank you.